0: So today's dilemma that we're going to discuss is one that uh, is a little bit relevant to the situation we're in in the world today. It's to do with uh, infectious diseases, that there was a story of, of a, a Jewish man who sadly contracted a disease that was extremely infectious. And uh, this, this didn't happen now. It wasn't, wasn't the COVID, but it was one, one another one. And he went to hospital. And they told him they can treat him, and it'll be a couple of weeks of treatment in hospital, and and he'll God willing get better. But it, because it's extremely infectious, so they have to treat him very cautiously, and there's a special department in the hospital for him. And they told him that he should know that any belongings that he brings with him into the hospital, his clothing, any personal art- articles that he brings, he should know that they will be burned before he leaves the hospital because of the extreme infection that he has and extremely contagious. So any article of clothing, any belongings, anything at all that he brings is going to be destroyed. He can't take anything home with him. So he should plan to, to bring stuff that he's happy to destroy. Can you see where the problem's gonna be? What about his tefillin? Can should he bring his tefillin into the hospital? He's gonna be there for a couple of weeks of treatment. Uh, and so to put on tefillin every weekday is a, is a very important mitzvah that he'd never missed. However, by, by Wouldn't bringing, he be exempt if he was sick? He, he's, he's able to put on tefillin. If, you, if you're sick in a way that you're not, allowed, not able to put on tefillin, you're exempt. He's able to put on tefillin. That, that, that's not a problem. He's been doing it at home. Just by bringing his tefillin into the hospital, he will, they'll, they'll be burned at the end. And there's a very serious prohibition of destroying a holy object, such as tefillin, something that uh, has God's name written in it, like a, like a Torah scroll, a mezuzah, tefillin. It's forbidden to destroy that. It's a it's a disgrace of God's name, and a, and a very serious transgression. So his dilemma is: what should he do? Should he forego the mitzvah of tefillin for the couple of weeks that he's going to be? in hospital that way saving his tefillin from being destroyed or should he be putting his tefillin on for those that that time and knowing that the result of that will be those tefillin will have to be burned and completely destroyed so the obvious answer
1: is that you can't do an avera to do a mitzvah so if it's going to end up being an avera by destroying god's name from the tefillin then you shouldn't do the mitzvah to do it but there's obviously a more
0: well you can't do uh, an Avera to do a mitzvah but here it's doing a mitzvah that will end up in in an avera it's 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 not you're not doing a vera to do the mitzvah you're doing a mitzvah right. and in the end there's going to be a, dis- a destruction so mm. so the question oh
1: that, so you know what it's like that thing about the train like if you move the train and you only kill one person instead of five people isn't it is it a similar logic to that like
0: well, I guess it's, we're measuring up which is worse. Is it worse to not put on tefillin for those two weeks or is it worse to burn the tefillin as a result of putting, them, putting on the tefillin? Mm.
1: Mm.
0: And it's very hard for us to measure which is worse. So there's a very strong argument to say that he should put on the tefillin knowing that in the end they'll be destroyed. He should take his tefillin and put them on even though they're going to be destroyed. For sure, they're going to, they're going to be burned. And that is because, and this is brought in in halachic writings, that we always look at the obligation now, not obligation tomorrow. We we look at what you need to do today. What will happen as a result of it later is a separate discussion, which we'll have then. But right now, you have an obligation, you have to do it. As he's there in, in the hospital, he has an obligation to put on tefillin. That's today's obligation. The fact that in two weeks' time, as a result of him having his tefillin here, the tefillin need to be burnt, That's that we're going to deal with in two weeks, but now your immediate obligation is to put on tefillin. And so therefore you, you should look at what's going on at the moment, not look at what's going on in the future, what will be in the future. Uh, an example of this brought from the Talmud is that there was a king called Chizkiah, Hez- Hezekiah, King Hezekiah, who was also a, a, a prophet, uh, he refused to have children. Uh, he, he, he was abstinent. He didn't get married. And when asked why, he said because he saw prophetically that his kids are not going to be good kids. They're, they're going to be rebellious and, 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 and terrible people. So he doesn't want to have kids. He saw, he saw that he would be destined to have bad children. So uh, he was told by the prophet that you, you're doing the wrong thing. You don't get involved in God's secrets. You have a mitzvah now to get married and, and to, and to have, have a child what will be from those children that's the future that that's later on now you have an obligation to do the right thing even if there's going to be a negative consequence later on so one one suggestion is to apply that logic here you have an obligation to put on tefillin today the fact that in two weeks that's going to cause those children to be burned that is not your business that's that's later on that's not now that's not now's problem now's problem is what your your obligation is today so that's that's one quite Quite strong argument to say that he should should put, put his tefillin on even though they're going to be burnt. However, the comparison to Chizkiyahu is maybe a bit of a stretch because Chizkiyahu was talking about having children who will have free choice to do what they want. That's, that's totally out of his control. Whereas here, by him bringing the tefillin, he is responsible for the tefillin being burnt. If it's if it's a fair comparison, perhaps not. But certainly, the, the principle of your immediate obligation overrides a future obligation. That that is a strong argument. However, like always in uh, in Jewish law, there's another way of looking at it, and there's the, 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 this is debated whether that is indeed the case here, because the destruction of the name of God is an extremely serious thing, something we take very very seriously. Uh, To the point where it could override an immediate obligation. And an example of this is, a fascinating one is this. We have a mitzvah to put on a mezuzah on our doorposts. However, it is brought in in the halachic writings that if you live in a place that is very anti-Semitic and when you put a mezuzah up, the mezuzah is definitely going to be pulled off by some anti-Semite and discarded. You don't put on a mezuzah. Not because you're hiding your Jewishness; everyone knows you're Jewish, and that that, that, that you, you you're proud of. However, the mezuzah being discarded and and, and uh, destroyed, disrespected, that you cannot allow. You can, you cannot let that happen. And so, if it's very likely to happen, or if you've tried, you put up a mezuzah and and it, and it, and it get, gets taken away. If this is what happens in your neighborhood, you're actually exempt from putting a, tfil- a mezuzah on your outer doorpost. You better leave it leave it blank rather than have the mezuzah disgraced so if that's the case it would seem here as well the the immediate obligation to put on tefillin is overridden by the future disgrace that those tefillin will experience by being being burnt by the hospital so uh, if that's the case in mezuzah it should be the case here with tefillin as well Uh, and in fact this this opinion is quoted by a rabbi whose name um, is Rabbi Weidenfeld, um, Dov Berish Weidenfeld. He was a, in Israel a very uh, big halakhic authority just after the war. He survived the war in Europe and uh, he writes this as an answer to this, to this very question. He was once discussing this with another rabbi who quoted the other opinion that says that no, you look at your immediate obligation and that overrides the future dis- d- destruction or disgrace of the tefillin and Rabbi Weidenfeld said if you knew my brother you wouldn't say that and he told a story and it seems that there was a personal story that that he had and that was his brother Rabbi Rabbi Nochem Weidenfeld was his name Uh, during the war he was was taken to one of the camps, one of the concentration camps and he took tefillin with him, he took his tefillin with him and a Nazi guard found his tefillin on him and took them and threw them on the floor um, Rabbi Nochem picked them up off the floor and kissed them as one does if, if the tefillin fall on the floor he, g- he gave them a kiss the Nazi was furious grabbed them back off him and threw it again and again he picked it up and he kissed the tefillin in front of the Nazi the Nazi took him a third time threw it and said if you pick it up I'm gonna kill you on the spot. Rabbi Nochem went white and he was marched away he went back to his barracks and he died he died in his barracks from the pain of seeing his tefillin thrown on the floor. This was Rabbi Weidenfeld, Rabbi Dov Beresh Weidenfeld's brother, who died in, in the camp, not, not because the Nazi killed him, because he saw the tefillin on the floor. So Rabbi Weidenfeld said, if you would have seen my brother, you would not say that somebody could bring tefillin and put them on today, knowing they're going to be burnt in the future. If you would see the, the, the preciousness that he, that he took, he, how seriously he took the holiness of his tefillin, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say such a thing. Which interestingly seems to be that, that this opinion in Halakha was somewhat influenced by a personal experience of, of, of seeing somebody who really cares for the holiness of tefillin to the point where he couldn't survive seeing them disgraced. And so there is a a strong argument, therefore, to say that just like the mezuzah, you would not uh, put a mezuzah up when you know it's going to be pulled down and disgraced. So, too, the tefillin, you you cannot bring them to the hospital knowing that they're going to be burnt at the end of the treatment of this, uh, this infectious disease. What do you think? Which argument is stronger? And could you come up with any argument, any other argument, either way to say why they should or shouldn't take the tefillin to the hospital. Any opinions out there? I have a weak opinion,
1: one weak opinion. Yeah. If if you forego putting on the tefillin for two weeks, mm-hmm. right, you will then be able to, um, like you elevate a fruit when you make a brothel on the fruit, you'll be able to elevate those tefillin again in the future. But if you bring them and use them for two weeks, knowing that they'll be destroyed, that's the end of the tefillin.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, you could, that argument is used, for example, why we would break Shabbos to save somebody's life. Because we say, even if we're breaking Shabbos now, but by saving his life, there's many more Shabbases that he'll be able to keep. So, yes. a similar argument, that by not putting on the tefillin now, there'll be many more times to put on tefillin in the future. That works if we reckon with the future obligations now, then that argument could work.
1: I think, you, I think you take the tefillin and put them on because you don't know what tomorrow holds.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. Who knows what, what, will be, what will be in the future? Who knows what, uh, what new innovations could come, some other way of cleaning or cleansing or de- disinfecting that could come. Maybe the tefillin will be able to be saved. Maybe the, po- the, the policy could, could be changed. Maybe you'll find out you didn't have the disease that you thought you had. And so you're not actually infectious and it'll be okay. So that's a very good point. We, we look at our immediate situation, what might be in the future, we don't know. There's many variables, very good argument.
1: Rabbi, what about if you, uh, if you were to put on in today and tomorrow and the next day, those three extra mitzvahs might be just enough to bring Mashiach. So then by the time Mashiach comes, you don't even you don't have to worry about them being destroyed.
0: Even better argument, even better. The Mashiach come today, as, as a result of you putting on tefillin. Maybe that mitzvah is the last mitzvah. And then there's nothing to worry about whatsoever. Very good. Very good. So I see, I see we've got a very immediate crowd who like look at today and not, we're not worried about the future. Is that right? Sort of. Yeah. I'll, I'll give one other argument, one other good argument for him to put on his tfilin. And this would override all other arguments against putting on the tfilin, even the story of Reb Nochem and uh, and the, the, the holiness of the tefillin, but this would override it. And that is what encouragement would he be getting from having his tefillin with him and being able to pray while he's in the hospital? We all know that any disease, a physical disease, you need physical treatment, but the spiritual treatment of a disease is equally important. The, the faith and the trust and the encouragement and the positive thinking of a person who is going through any type of treatment is very much, a, central to their curing. And so by taking his tefillin away from him, there's a certain demoralizing feeling that he'll have, not being able to put on his twillin. By having his twillin, it could literally save his life. It may his his ability to pray with his twillin could, could lift his spirits. And that would override everything. If we could argue, and I think we can, that a person being able to pray on a daily basis, yes his twillin are going to be burnt. Let's say they might be burnt in two weeks' time. But the fact that he was able to pray with them every day is going to help his healing and is going to to help save his life, that would override every other concern. And so with all of these arguments that we've had, I would say that he should indeed take his tefillin there, and the best solution will be Mashiach will come, and there'll be no disease and no problems, and his tefillin will stay with him. Shkodet, guys. Thank you, Rabbi. Thanks, Rabbi. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you, Rabbi.
1: Thank you, Rabbi. Thanks, guys. All
0: the best. Have a great Yontuf.